Hi, everyone. Welcome to In the Midst podcast with Brooke P. Lee. This is a place for you to come into the midst of God right in the midst of your day. Well, the Christmas season is here. It is one of my favorite times of the entire year. I'm actually one of those people who puts up their Christmas decorations in early November. So by around this time, I'm already a few weeks deep into the Christmas spirit. And you know, I love the traditions and the merriment and the decorations and the tree lighting and the cookies and all the rest of these Christmas festivities. But what I truly love most is the Christmas story. And not just because I'm supposed to love the Christmas story as a follower of Jesus, but I truly have fallen in love with it. You see, over the years, God has fashioned this adoration in my heart for this specific story, this radical, absurd, complex, significant, gracious, intimate, and divine story. Every year around early to mid-November, I start rereading the Christmas story, and I pray the exact same prayer I've prayed for roughly 10 years now. I simply ask God to reveal something new to me about the Christmas story. And every year, without fail, He does. Some years, it's been a word I've never noticed in one of the Christmas passages. Other years, it's been a theme or a detail I didn't fully understand or had missed years prior. But whatever it is, every year, God graciously gifts this to me, a new and fresh insight into this magnificent story, into His story. So, before we go any further in today's episode, I want to invite you to join me this year and ask God to show you something new. Something maybe you've missed about the Christmas story before, some revelation or insight or wisdom or meaning. And then, you can't miss this part. I want you to spend these weeks ahead looking for God to answer that prayer, looking for the new revelation He wants to graciously give to you this Christmas. So let's spend some time now asking God for this. so far in this Christmas season? Like, how are you really doing? What's the state of your soul? Are you worried, stressed, at peace, anxious, tired, confused? I want to invite you to spend a little bit of time now reflecting on where you are at internally. And then I just want you to tell God about it.
Is there anything you find yourself longing for? Maybe something tangible like a loved one's recovery or a job opportunity. Or maybe something a little more abstract or intangible like peace from anxiety, hope, or rest. Spend some time now identifying what it is that you are in need of this Christmas season and then tell God about it. passage that we're going to be looking at today is Luke chapter 1. You know, one of the things I love about the Christmas story are these two women in particular. One is in her 60s and the other woman is just a teenager. And when we read about them in the scriptures that tell us about Jesus's birth, we read that these two women did something extraordinary. These two women praised God for blessings that had not yet come to fruition. In Luke 1, we get introduced to Elizabeth. She's the one in her 60s, and we read that she's pregnant after decades of infertility. And she's not just pregnant, but she's pregnant with a child who would pave the way for the Messiah, this Savior the Jewish people had been waiting for. But what I find fascinating is that before Elizabeth gives birth to this child, in Luke 1, verse 25, we read that she said this, The Lord has done this for me. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Elizabeth, pregnant for the who knows how many time, confidently claims the Lord's working in her womb. Have you ever wondered if Elizabeth was worried about miscarrying? After all, she had been unable to get pregnant for years prior to this. And then here she is, much older in age, with the reality that miscarriage was probably a much more likely option than a successful birth. And yet the logic and rationale don't win out. Her faith does. She believes, before she holds that baby in her arms, but rather while the baby is still being formed in her womb, she believes that the Lord has done this for her, and He is going to give her a child. She praises God for a blessing that had not yet come to full completion or fruition. And then there's the other woman, Mary, the unwed teenager, supernaturally pregnant with hope for the entire world. You see, the Jewish people had been waiting for this Messiah for generations. They passed on the promises and were expectant for their Savior, a political great, a strong warrior, someone to take down Roman rule and right all of the corruption, a Messiah to save them and exalt them. And then here you have this lowly Jewish teenage girl hearing from an angel that she is the carrier of this long-awaited-for Savior. Have you ever wondered if Mary thought that maybe she heard the angel wrong? 
After all, the likeliness of the Messiah coming in this way through her would have been absurd. And yet once again, logic and rationale don't win out. Mary's faith does. In Luke 1, verses 46 to 55, before Mary gives birth to a baby, before she can fact-check that the baby is in fact the Messiah, Mary breaks out in song. She praises God for a blessing that had not yet come to full completion or fruition. Both of these women promised significant and weighty things both of them pregnant with those promises, and both of them not quite there yet. And yet, they praise. Their belief in the things God had spoken to them without yet seeing them come to full completion is astounding. To praise God before the blessing is finalized, to be so confident that what he said is going to happen will happen, so you decide not to wait to praise him, not wait for the baby to be born or wait for him to save the world, but rather you just break out into premature praise right now because you are that sure that he is going to do what he said he'd do. Is there something God has promised you but hasn't yet come to full completion or fruition? By the way, it's important to note, I'm not talking prosperity gospel here. I'm not saying whatever you want or desire, just name it and claim it. What I am saying is to tap into what you've been hearing from God. Is there anything specific he has promised you? And if there isn't something specific he has promised you personally, our scriptures are filled with promises to each one of God's children. Reflect on these promises in scripture. Is there any specific promise that is jumping out to you here? And then I want to invite you to spend some time thinking about that and processing that out with God now. Is there something God has promised you but hasn't yet come to full completion or fruition? What would it look like to praise God before that promise of blessing comes to fruition? Again, this isn't just willing what we want into existence. This is trust and faith and belief in specific things God has spoken personally to us or corporately to us in scripture. What would it look like to praise God before these promises come to fruition in our lives?
Is there anything keeping you from praising God before the promise comes to fruition? Is there anything holding you back from that? Spend some time processing that out with God now. As we close out our time together today, I want to encourage you sometime in the next few days or maybe weeks, I want to encourage you to begin to practice praising God before promises come to completion. Put on a song of worship and sing your own song or pray your own prayer or journal out some sort of praise to God before seeing a promise or a blessing come to fruition. Let's take on this posture of Mary and Elizabeth who have paved the way and have set the example for how we are to exist in that in-between space, in the not-quite-there-yet space. That here, right in the middle, before it's come to completion, before it's come to fruition, that we praise God confident that He will do what He said He will do. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One is holy, and he has done great things for me. Luke 1, verses 46 to 49. Thanks for listening to In the Midst podcast. If you'd like more information about me and the ministry I run, you can check me out online at brookepelee.com, which is B-R-O-O-K-E-P-L-E-E.com, or catch up with me on Instagram at username brookepelee. The music provided in each episode was created by Allie Allen, and you can check her out on Instagram as well at username A-L-Y dot A-L-L-E-N. If you'd like to dive more into the Christmas story, I have a Christmas devotional. There's 25 entries, one for each day in December, that helps you take a deeper look into this coming of Jesus all these years ago and how it intersects with our lives today. You can visit our shop at brookplee.com forward slash shop to purchase that devotional today. And lastly, if this podcast spoke to you, please leave a review or rate it. I would be so grateful. It's not about the numbers or it being known. I promise you, it's just that rates and reviews help this podcast become easier to find for people who are in need of it. 
So if you have the time, I'd love for you to leave a review or rate it and help open the door for another person to experience God in their midst. Thanks for tuning in today. I'll catch up with you on our next episode.